Welcome to Birth of a Mama, a podcast for sharing stories about the experience of motherhood from birth, the moments immediately after and beyond. I'm your host, Natalie Welch, registered dietitian and mom of one energetic baby girl. Through sharing our stories and hearing the experiences of others, we can all feel heard and heal. Postpartum is forever. Postpartum is hard. And this podcast brings you the raw, honest truth. In this episode, first-time mama Alexis Craven shares the home birth story of her son Ezekiel and the emergency that happens just six days postpartum. She shares her physical and emotional struggles as a brand new mom in the early days and reveals how things are going so well now at seven and a half months postpartum. I hope you enjoy this chatty, fun conversation about mom life as much as I did. Hi, welcome to Birth of a Mama. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Okay, let's have you um, start off with telling listeners a little bit about yourself and your family. So I'm Alexis Craven, and I'm married to my husband, Brandon, and we have one son named Ezekiel. We live up in the mountains. My husband is a contractor, and I am a photographer, and it's been really good. We've, uh, We've been just so busy with him and... My husband's been so busy working. We haven't really had a lot of time to travel right now or go anywhere, but um, we're doing good and it's uh, it's been really fun raising our son together. Awesome. Where in the mountains do you live? We actually live up near Truckee, California. And so it's really beautiful right now. We have a lot of snow on the ground, but I'm so excited for summer. I can't wait till it dries up and it's warm and I can go swimming. <laughs> I know. I feel you. Um just really over this like rainy cold weather. Can't wait for spring to actually show up. (laughs) Yes. I'm super excited for spring. If you had to describe the transition into motherhood in three words, which words would you choose? Yes. So I would choose new rewarding. And the last one that I would choose is exhausting. Those would be my three words new because it's something I've never experienced before. So every, everything, that I'm doing right now with him is new, um, exhausting because I'm up most nights at least three to four times a night. Or even if he's sleeping good at night, I will like wake up in a panic and I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I'll go back to sleep. So I'm like constantly up and it's just, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work raising a kid and being with them all day long and making sure they're fed and playing with them. And, um, all of that and then rewarding because it's just so good to see them grow and learn new things and know that, you know, you're helping them do that. So that's really awesome. Yeah. I like the new one because yeah, like you said, everything is brand new. Like Yes, everything. From yeah. the moment they pop out. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Even with the second, I feel like if there is gonna be a second for me, then it's gonna still be new because yeah. it's with another a new person, you know, like at least you've done it before, but yeah. It might be different because they're different on a individual level. So. Exactly. Exactly. So it's always gonna be something new. So how did you prepare for postpartum? I love to ask this because obviously we all prepare for the birth, but how did you prepare specifically for postpartum or like the lack thereof of preparation? Like, <laughs> I was like actually going to say <laughs> when um, you asked me this, I was thinking 
I actually like feel like I didn't prepare well for postpartum at all. I was thinking more of like the birth and the labor than actually postpartum. So I feel like I did not prepare well at all for postpartum, except for talking to friends and hearing their experiences. Um, But other than that, I just, I never read about postpartum. I never watched videos about it. I just never really thought about it. All I was thinking is, okay, I'm thinking of the labor and the birth and then having a baby. So I never thought about the postpartum part, like what that was going to be like or what I was going to experience. Yeah. I think that that's very common among women and it's remarkable considering the birth is such a tiny snippet of our whole experience as a mother and like postpartum is the whole entire rest of it. Right. And the amount of prep that we do is, yeah, usually limited to to like talking to other women we know who already have kids and like them telling us about their experience. There isn't a whole out a lot out there that's mainstream and, you know, like put out there in a way that we are able to perceive it if we're just like going about our daily lives, which is the opposite of how it is with birth. I feel like, like you can find birth information everywhere. Yeah. I mean, if you Google postpartum, plan or care or whatever you're probably going to find some stuff I'm sure but like we don't even like our brains don't really go there I don't know it's just this weird disconnect that we have no it is because even when I have friends or see friends who have had kids like before I had my son I I see the aftermath of them having the baby but everything looks so positive like it doesn't seem like there's this like postpartum it just experience it seems like they just go back to normal and then they have their kid yeah you know like oh they're themselves again yeah because (laughs) like what it's perceived like was because and it's based off what they share like what they choose to share yeah and we don't really like to share air our dirty laundry on social media right like so to speak so it's very like common I guess for people to only share the positive things and when it's going really good and um so I think that that is a a big reason um but I'm curious so the friends that you talked to and you know got to like hear about their experiences Mm -hmm. did they give you any advice or was there anything that you took from that to prepare in any way like to prepare you and your husband for the time when once Ezekiel arrived yes uh they you know, would tell me about how hard it was going to be. And, but I also had friends who were very positive and who were like, you know, just enjoy the, the birth experience. Then you're going to have this amazing, you know, son or daughter. Cause at the time we didn't know what we were having. And, um, and so I was just trying to take that in and I honestly was a little scared because <laughs> I didn't know what to expect because I've heard so many different things from so many different people. But um, yeah, they just they just wanted me to really enjoy every moment of it, even the hard moments. So I tried to remember that. <laughs> like after I had him, I was like, okay, this is really hard, but I'm just going to remember that every day he's growing and getting bigger and this isn't going to be forever. So I'm just going to try to enjoy this. (laughs) But that was the best advice they gave me because it did help me get through the aftermath of having him and, and being, you know, with him and being at home. And, and that did help me even when it was really rough. Yeah, that's good. I feel like it's so important to 
acknowledge when it is hard though. And like, sometimes it's okay to not be okay, you know? Yeah. Because there is. is like, I don't know if you, you probably heard of the term toxic po- positivity. Yeah. And I feel like I experienced that in a certain way with some people. Cause if you're going through something hard, Last thing you want to hear sometimes is like, oh, but like, you know, just be grateful that this or that, like it comes yeah. from well-meaning. They, they come from a well-meaning place. Friends that care about you that just don't want to see you in a place that's not comfortable, right? Like yeah. they, it makes other people feel uncomfortable when, yes. when we're going through a hard time. Yes. So people just want to jump on fixing it. Yeah. But sometimes you just need someone to sit with you in it yeah. and feel and, and like just let it be uncomfortable, yes. you know, and, and like, and acknowledge the fact that it's, it's yes. hard. And what was really cool is I did have a lot of friends say that it is going to be hard and reach out. Like we are here to help you. Don't, don't be afraid to ask for help. It's going to be difficult we're here to support you and we know it's going to be rough. Rest. The one thing my friends did say is rest. They were like, take eight weeks of not doing anything and don't feel guilty for it. And I was like, okay. They're like, don't even think about cleaning. Even when you start to feel better in like six weeks, no. They're like, sit in that bed and enjoy the rest and make everyone else do things for you. And I was like, okay. And I did get up to points where I felt guilty. Like I felt like I, I need to be cleaning. I need to be doing the laundry. I need to be doing dishes or making dinner. And anytime I would say that to a friend, they're like, no, don't even think about it. Enjoy this. (laughs) Enjoy this time of rest. And don't feel like you have to do things because you're literally healing a massive wound inside of you. So you need to eat good meals and you need to just let yourself heal. And so I did remember that and I was like, okay, all right, I'm trying. <laughs> it's hard. That's a lot easier said than done, but that's yeah. great advice because that yeah. is what we should be doing. But it's it's hard to do that unless we're very set up with support, you know, because mm-hmm. like not everybody lives with I know. their grandmother and their aunt and their or sisters even have and their the friends that or yeah or have a group of people yeah, that are that able and willing to like come through yeah. for you like that like that's really a luxury that's like a privilege you know like that's something that most people don't have yeah. just straight up especially in today's day and age and women are expected to most women today have their own career right and they're expected to like have the baby and then like immediately Go back, go to, back work. to work and just continue on with life as if they didn't just have a baby, which to me is is crazy. Like, but that's a whole topic for another day. So, yeah. <laughs> so okay. Well, let's start. Let's jump into your birth. Just give an overview of your birth, and then we'll go into the details of your postpartum experience. So, my birth. I did a home birth, and um, I had a midwife, and I was really excited about it and nervous because it was my first kid and obviously it's a home birth. I'm not at a hospital where like if something were to go wrong, I wouldn't be right there where they could just help me right away. So I was a little nervous going into it, but I was also confident and calm and trying to think positive about the experience. But um, yeah, so I went into, I started having contractions at like two or three in the morning on on a Monday. It was September 6th. No. Yes. Six, I believe. And then it was, yeah, it was the sixth and it was two in the morning. And I remember thinking, okay, this is it. This isn't, you know, those like fake 
contractions or whatever they they call them. And I was thinking, okay, I can't go back to sleep. So this must be the start of it. And I was hoping it was because I just, I was like really excited and ready to get this going. And so I just remember getting contractions and then sleeping on the couch and not going back into bed because every time I'd go back into bed, I'd just get up. I couldn't sleep. I had to go back to the toilet or it just felt better to like sit down on the toilet (laughs) and I didn't want to wake my husband up because I was like, it's not that bad right now. And I don't want to keep getting in and out of bed. So I just went to the couch. And then when he came out, I told him it was like seven in the morning, right in the morning. And he was getting ready for work. And I told him I was having contractions since two in the morning and it was getting like more consistent. It wasn't just like a couple. And then I was fine for the day. It was since 2 a.m. And so he was like, okay, like, do you need me to stay here? And I'm like, no, because I'm okay, like, by myself right now. I don't need you, so go to work. And so he did. And then he came back and eventually, because he wanted to check in on me, and it started to get a little bit more, the contraction started to get a little stronger. And I just remember, like, I, I texted my sister. I was like, you need to fly out here right now. It was like 3 a.m. or something when I texted her. She she didn't get it till the morning, I don't think. But Spoiler alert, that's me. Yeah, yeah. I like texted her in the early in the morning and I was like, you need to fly out right now because I'm having contractions and I think this is it. Yes. And so she did. She literally booked a ticket and flew out right away and was there that day, which was so cool. And then she drove up with my mom. And so I had them up and they were supporting me. And I, I didn't ever think I would be that person to yell at people or be like, do this for me, like right now. And, and I totally was telling myself like, I'm not going to do that. Like, cause that's just who I am. That's not who I am. And of course, like I got to the point where it was honestly like one of the hottest days of the year when I went into labor and I was at home and it was so, so hot. I literally had them like, I was like yelling at them, everybody that was there, like my mom and my mother-in-law and my sister. And and then my friend who was actually my doula for me, she, she came and then my midwife eventually came later on. But I was like yelling at everyone, like rub my back, give me a washcloth now. Like <laughs> it was just you like- You were not even that bad, but- <laughs> That's what they say. They're like, it wasn't that bad. But I actually had a really good birth experience. I feel like I handled it well for not actually preparing that much um, for for birth because because I could have like read more books. I could have watched more videos and I didn't really do that actually. And even my midwife, when she'd be like, so did you do this X, Y, and Z that I told you to do? And I'd be like, no, but I was just so busy. She'd be like, what the heck? You got to get ready for this birth. And I would be like, oh my gosh, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And I really slacked on that, but I, I did really well because I, I feel like I stayed calm actually, like throughout the experience of being in labor. And I, I was breathing through my contractions And I even got into the shower to help with my back because I was having really major back labor and that was the worst. That was so painful. I had my doula and then my sister, like everybody was like switching, rubbing my back, which was really nice. And the shower helped. I stayed into... I stayed in the shower until it got cold, like ice cold. (laughs) And then I was like, I got to get out. Okay. And then I laid on my bed for a little bit with my sister and that was really nice. And then, um, my midwife came in to check me and I was so nervous for her to check me because I thought she's only going to tell me I'm two centimeters. And she was like, you're four. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Woo. I can do this. Uh, and I, it was very good. I felt like I breathed through the contractions. I had a lot of support. I had a lot of support at home, which was awesome. Like people rubbing my back or, you know, getting me a cold washcloth. And 
I was wanted to do a water birth. So we had the tub set up. And I remember she told me I was nine centimeters like later in the evening. I think it was like eight o'clock or nine, eight, seven or eight o'clock at night. I honestly don't even remember. I just know it was late on the sixth and I got into the tub and it felt so good. It took that pressure off my stomach and I was able to like stay in there for a while, but she had me, she wanted to check me cause I was so calm. And she told me that I went down from a nine to a six and I just remember crying. And then she was like, you need to get out of the tub because it's getting cold and we need to just get you out. And I, I, I remember crying and then thinking, what? Like, how did I go from a nine to a six? Like, I was ready to just pop this baby out. And now I'm not. I'm back at a six. So I have to go through all that again. <laughs> so I remember getting out and then hopping back in the shower because I was like, I need water. I need something on my back. It's just too painful. And so I got back in the shower until it got cold. And then finally my midwife was like, I need you to try to sleep. So we're going to lay you on the couch or lay down, you know? So I laid on the couch with my husband, my mom, everyone else tried to get some rest, which was nice. And then I was just like, you need to check me like at some point, I think it was like three in the morning. And she was like, no, not checking you. I just remember being like, my gosh, my midwife is not going to, sh- I just remember being so mad. Like what the heck? <laughs> Cause my midwife actually didn't end up coming until like six o'clock at night before I got into the tub. It was like 6 PM and I wanted her to come sooner, but she was like, no, wait till your, you know, contractions are, you know, five minutes apart or, or whatever it was. And I was like, okay. And then finally I told my sister, I was like, you guys need to get her here. And so she did come, got into the water tub, did all that. And now like three in the morning, I was like, you need to check me. And she wouldn't, she was like, no, just keep trying to sleep. And I remember being so mad. Like, what do you mean? Keep trying to sleep. (laughs) And so eventually like six in the morning, I was, I rolled off the couch at one point and I was like, you need to check me now. I was like, Sheila, get over here, (laughs) check me. So she's like, okay. She, my midwife got up. And she came over and checked me and she was like, you're at a nine. And I was like, like a solid nine. Like I can't go back to a six. And she's like, no, you can't. I was like, I really can't. And she's like, no, I'm like, okay. And she's like, try to push for me. So I did. And she's like, yeah, I was like, did you feel anything? (laughs) Did anything happen? And like, are we doing this? She's like, yeah, the head, I felt, you know, the head, I felt movement. So we need to get you on the couch to have you push. And I remember being so excited and also in so much pain, but I remember thinking, okay, let's do this thing and get this over with. So got on the couch, you know, my family came out to help me. The, the women came out and helped me. Cause every time I would push, I would push on a contraction and my legs would do the opposite of what they needed to do. They would go out straight and I needed to keep them bent with my knees close to my chest. So I'd have people hold my legs and help me push. And after so many pushes, he came out and was on my chest and it was like amazing. And I just remember that sigh of relief that it was over. <laughs> it was so long and I was so tired. I just remember him being on me and me looking at everybody going, he's here. Like, this is him on me. It's done. (laughs) And then I remember when my midwife was like, Hey, well, it might be a while before we push out your, um, placenta. Um, but when you feel your next contraction, we'll do that. Let me know. And I'll help you with that. So we did. And I just remember thinking, I remember telling her, I don't want to push anymore. (laughs) Is it going to hurt? I knew it wasn't going to hurt, but I still had asked the question and they were like, no, it'll be fine. And, and it didn't, it didn't hurt. But once the placenta came out, I just remember that was my full, like, 
give me cake moment because I did it <laughs> and this and I don't have to push anymore and I just oh it was the best feeling so my my birth went great I feel like I breathed through it really well I I didn't really scream a lot I didn't make a lot of noise I just was trying to breathe through every every moment of it the only time I really screamed was when I was pushing because I felt like I didn't have enough energy to push for 10 seconds so I had to scream to keep pushing and and it was great it was it was so great that sounds so nice. Well, I know how it was because I was there, but I'm like, oh, that sounds so nice. Yeah. But no, you were a freaking champ, man. I just remember being like, damn, dude. Like I <laughs> I was thinking back to my birth and I was actually like <laughs> yes. yelling. I feel That's like for so most, funny. although I talked to like Kevin, my husband and people and they're like, you it wasn't that bad. I'm like, as our own perception of it, it must just be like, because I was thinking like you probably like, it probably looked different to you than it was for me. And I felt like, like I was a maniac. Like I felt like I was legitimately screaming. I, at one point I apologized to the nurses cause I birthed in the hospital and I was like, Oh my God, like the other women probably can hear me and they're probably like thinking that, you know, I'm being tortured or something. And they're like, don't you worry, honey. Like, don't you apologize. But it's just, it's just funny. (laughs) I think think our perceptions are like possibly skewed. Must be because I felt like I was screaming at the top of my lungs when I was pushing. When you were pushing, you were screaming, but like, that's pretty common. That's pretty normal. Like you, like you said, it helps you to muster up that energy. I had to do that in order to just like keep pushing for the last like three seconds or else I didn't have enough like oomph to do it and so I had to like use all my energy and I screamed when I did that so (laughs) it's just yeah it's a lot yeah so how did the first like day with your new baby go and then after that we can talk about like the first two weeks in terms of you know sleep and feeding and the first day was rough I remember being so, and your own healing. Talk about your own oh, healing yeah. too because that's important. Yes. I remember being so tired when the first day he was there because he was he arrived at 7 in, in the morning on the 7th of September. And I just remember them, my midwife and my sister and my mom trying to help me get up. They're, they wanted to take me to the bathroom to go through all those steps with me and like, get me in the shower. Let's wash you off. And I just remember standing up slowly. Like I needed help to stand up and just feeling just everything was hanging in my stomach. I just, nothing was in place. And I just remember thinking I can't stand up. I need to sit back down cause I'm going to faint. And so I did. And then eventually I was like, okay, let's do this. Cause my midwife reminded me like your legs are strong. Your legs are strong. Even though you have that feeling, you, you know, you, let's get you in there when you're ready. And so I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, my legs are strong. So let's just do this. Cause I need help and I want to get cleaned up. And so we went to the bathroom and they helped me with all of that. And then I went and showered and actually, you helped me shower. Like you washed my whole body, which, cause I couldn't even, I couldn't even wash myself. That's how exhausted I was. And so that was amazing. It was just the best shower ever. And I was so scared to even get in the shower. Cause I was like afraid of the water and just like everything, you know, just getting dirt. Like I know it was cleaning me, but I was just like in pain and sore and I just didn't want anything touching me down, <laughs> down there where I just had a baby. So I remember thinking, I don't even know about the shower, but it felt amazing. And, uh, and then I just remember going back to the couch and my husband 
we spent a lot of time at first with the baby, just my husband and I, with the baby on me. And that was really nice. But after the shower and all that, when I came back out and my husband gave me our son to hold and I just remember looking at him and saying, can you please take him because I need to sleep. I can't even, I can't even stay awake for this right now. And he did, he took him from me and I fell asleep for a while. And you actually fell asleep with me on the couch. We both like were out. And I just remember just being out for, I don't even know how long. I just slept for like a few hours, like four or five, I don't even know, four or five hours or longer. And just, I needed that rest because I was so exhausted from being up at 2 a.m. on Monday and not going basically to sleep until 9 or 10 a.m. on Tuesday I was just up that entire time. So I really needed rest. And I remember waking up and feeling so much better after sleeping. But I was so sore that first day. And um, I just remember we had dessert, like my favorite cake. I was like, we're going to buy this cake and eat it after I have this baby. Because this is my, this is going to be just like my exciting reward and, you know, the celebration cake. So for doing it and, uh, for pushing him out. So we had cake and it was amazing. And then we, I got to just lay with my baby and rest. And it was, this first day was rough. I did not expect my body to feel the way it felt. I just expected once I push this baby out, I'm going to feel back to normal. (laughs) I might be sore, but I'm going to feel back to normal. And it was not, it was not like that at all. So that was, very surprising. And then the first couple weeks I laid in bed and we we're so grateful to have like friends from our church come and they brought everyone brought a meal every day for us. And that was really, that was so nice. So we had meals every day for two weeks, but I was just in bed. I didn't even, I tried to sleep as much as I could. And I just remember like, I remember the first even the first week, like they wanted to get the baby, let's get the baby on your boob right away. And, you know, we got to get him to, you know, start suckling and all that. And, uh, we got to do it for you, you know, so you can start, you know, getting that production going. And I just remember crying at one point the first week because my boobs were so swollen and I, I like felt this like pressure in my chest from, from that. And I just remember crying because I was like almost scared. It was just so painful and I wasn't expecting it. And I, I just like, didn't know what it was. And I just, I just started crying because I'm like, I'm so tired. I, I, we'd been up, you know, every night to feed the baby, at least put him on my boob and make sure he was doing okay. And the first couple weeks was definitely very hard. I think that's like, some of the toughest times and then all your hormone changes and everything. They, you know, the baby blues, they talk about that is what that happens in the first two weeks when it does happen. And yeah. when it's a problem is when it like lasts longer than that first two weeks. Cause mm-hmm. that could be, you know, like postpartum depression, anxiety yeah, type thing. But Oh my God, no, those first two weeks are so hard. Honestly, the first eight to 12 weeks are, are just really freaking They're hard. They're all hard. Yeah, it's just, just hard the whole I just time. Remember it's being still hard. Like, you know, I remember feeling even just in the, Oh yeah. Here's the other thing. (laughs) The first week of having him, we had a fire 
next to our house and it was spreading. I forgot about that. Yes. And he was only six days old. And I remember we just got the entire house completely cleaned and organized. And we were just like, yes, I literally remember that day. My husband's mom was with me and she, her and I looked at each other and we were like, finally, like everything's in order and we have everything in place and we can just relax now. And then I got a text because I'm in this group mom text with some of my friends and they were like, hey, there's a fire up in your town. And I remember thinking like, what? So I told my husband and he's like, I'm going to go check it out. And we started seeing more and more smoke and it was getting worse. And he came back and he was like, we need to pack our stuff now. And I just remember being like, what? Like, really? Like, can we just like leave? Because <laughs> in my head, I'm like, no, like nothing's going to happen. You know, like we're going to be fine. And he's six days old. They're, like we have to leave and pack everything we just settled in. And so we did. We had to pack everything. And we had a couple friends come up, but right when they came, they had closed all the freeways. They closed like all the roads. So we only had two friends helping us pack everything in the house. And I just remember putting my six day old baby in his car seat and I was crying and my friend was like, it's going to be okay. And I was like, what is happening? Are you, this is really happening right now? There's no way. And I just remember buckling him in and being so sad because when I, my husband like loaded the baby in the car and then I I got in the car, I think I'm like six days postpartum getting into my car in the mountains to drive on bumpy roads to go down the hill if I can. And I just remember getting in the car so sore, sitting down in that seat and starting to drive in the bumps. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm like, this cannot be happening. This is not my life right now. What is going on? And I drove down to a friend's house. We made it down to a friend's house. And then the fire, um, they ended up containing it, which was amazing. But my car was so loaded that I couldn't even see my baby. And I was, I remember being so scared driving because I couldn't see him. And I was thinking, is he breathing? Is he alive? Like I can't even see him. And I just got to drive out of this town and I'm so sore. I just want to be at home in my bed or in my chair with holding my baby. Like I don't want to be in this car right now. And eventually we got to go home that same day because they did contain the fire. And that was that was great. So we did get to go home. But the house, when we got home, everything was torn apart. The nursery, all that was left was the crib and the rocking chair and the dresser. I just remember being six days postpartum and thinking, I don't even, I'm just done. I don't even know what to do right now. I don't even, I just want to cry. You're like, I quit. <laughs> I quit. Yeah, I was like, I quit. I just want to cry. <laughs> that I totally forgot about that. That was really scary. Um, but Thank goodness that your house did not burn down. The no, fire was it didn't. contained. You got to go back home. It was. And it was just the six days just being in so much pain and having yeah. to like drive. And I, I'm like, this can't be happening. Cause you don't realize how much, you know, damage is done after you have a baby and how much rest you really do need to heal. And then getting in a car, no. Like you need to be in bed. I feel like it went a few days backwards after that because driving in the car was rough. But for sure, the the process of giving birth physically is equivalent to running a marathon or yeah. or more. So it, it, like with actual physical trauma to your body, like... Yeah. Um, so yeah, you do. We do. Like we need rest. We need nourishment. We need to replete our, nut- our nutrient stores and 
and if you're breastfeeding especially, you really need to replete and because your breast milk is going to be certain yeah. nutrients reflect what, what you eat. So it's, yeah, it's just so important. But it's crazy because it's actually pretty common that women have to get into a vehicle two to five, six, seven days after they give birth to go to an, a doctor's appointment for the for the baby. Oh Especially yeah. women that I give know. birth in the hospital, they're yes. expected to like go to the first pediatric appointment. I, I had to go to an appointment on day three postpartum. Oh my gosh, day and three. I, I didn't even same, want to get out of bed, no. Mm-mm. I had the same thoughts running through my head. I have a photo of me holding my daughter in the off in the doctor's office and I'm so swollen and like I don't even look like myself and when I look at the photo I don't even recognize myself and I just but I remember exactly how I felt I felt like so many contradictory emotions at in one time like in one moment like yeah like joyful and like so proud of my baby and just like so in love but also just like shocked that I was even there standing there in that moment like I just three days postpartum no. so sore and exhausted yeah at six days <laughs> and so. thinking like women that don't have a partner like single mom like how I had it like Kevin had a drive I was like I don't even know I don't even know well I know I think about that all the time too I'm I'm like how do I mean these women do it but it's hard enough with your husband yeah. <laughs> with your husband's help I just can't imagine because I just had a hard time even walking. So I I had to walk like hunched over holding my stomach slow. I was walking like a turtle. So I couldn't imagine having to just do it alone. That would be so hard. Yeah. So how did the whole newborn period go? So up to like the 12 week, three month mark. And then we'll talk about six months and beyond. Yeah, it went really good. I, uh, I did feel like I went through moments of depression myself. Like there were moments when I would just cry and I would complain about everything. I was just so depressed because I was at home like that whole time and I didn't really do anything. I just stayed home and I was, I was still in a lot of pain. I was still healing and, and it was, that was really rough. Like I, and I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. I was getting up at night Granted, he is a really good baby, so I'm very grateful for that, but it was so new like for me. So I I I just remember like having friends it, it, like joke with me like, "Well, enjoy your sleep now." Cuz I I would tell them before I had a baby, I'd be like, "Oh, I am so tired today. I stayed up late watching a show." And they all had kids and they'd be like, "Oh, oh, you're tired. Hmm. And I would I would just kind of laugh like, okay, like, cause I didn't really understand. And then I had a kid and I'm like, oh my gosh, I get it. Okay. You don't know until you have a kid how tired and you're going to be, it's a lot of work and a lot of staying up. But, um, first three months were really good. It, he's a great baby. And so it, it, he, he was really good and that helped a lot, but it was, it was hard. It was very hard for me because, I had moments where I would just cry even when I was just at home by myself. I would just cry and I don't even know why I would cry sometimes. Sometimes I would just cry because I was just having all these hormonal emotions and hormonal feelings and I just didn't know how I felt really. And uh um but he he was so good. We just would go into his nursery for the first 3 months and do tummy time and play on the floor. And 
I started to feel a lot better <laughs> after like after eight weeks. And then and then we tried to go like to church and that was just hard. That was later on though. That was like after twelve weeks about, yeah. And so um yeah, it was just it was a lot of work. It's so new and I just didn't know what to expect and I was just exhausted and tired and and but it's also it was also fun. It was fun because you have a new baby and so that's that's really cool. You know, you get to experience those days with your new baby and and it's rewarding, but there were a lot of down days for me, that's for sure. And like when people would ask me, like, how are you doing? I would be honest. I would tell them like, I'm not happy right now or I'm really sad or I cried all the day today or I just like didn't sleep well and I'm not getting sleep. I just don't feel good. But um, after that, it did start to get better. So did you ever think that maybe you had postpartum depression or did you just think you were having like rough patches and did you reach out to anybody besides friends, like seek out any kind of help for that or how did that go? I, I always said I was depressed. I I was like, no, this is, I'm depressed. I would tell people that too. I would even tell my husband, I'd be like, I'm so depressed. Like I have depression right now. Like I would be honest. I'd be like, this is definitely depression. Or at least I felt like it was. I'm like, I've never felt like this before. I'm definitely depressed, but I never, I never sought to seek out professional help. I just, I, I, I kept a lot of it to myself. I just kept a lot of it in or told my husband, but, and then me, like every now and then I would tell a friend, but I never really would seek out help for, for that. And I definitely think that it's good to do that, to seek out help and not just contain it and try to, you know, figure it out yourself. Yeah. Well, it's really isolating. You know, yeah. you were saying things like you were just, you were crying and you didn't know why. And like, it is hard to, parse out your feelings and really be able to like label them like what am I even feeling right now like why am I so weepy and cry like what yeah. am I crying about yeah but there's so many things probably even yeah. if you're like not even consciously maybe thinking of them or really super aware yeah but being a new mom whether it's your first time or not is really isolating because a lot of the time it's just you and the baby at home especially in those early days you know, the first however many weeks when if you're on maternity leave or whatever, maybe your husband had to go back to work. Maybe, you know, you don't have family in town nearby. You don't have a group of friends that is able to like you were so fortunate and have friends that like brought you food and yeah. lived with your mother-in-law who could maybe help you and like had family that were, were able to come and help out and stuff. And like a lot of people don't have that. And even with that, you probably still felt, I mean, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like you probably still felt lonely or like you were doing a lot of it by yourself sometimes. It's, it's a lot. It's like, it's a very heavy burden in many ways. Like it's not just like, oh, it's hard physically on my body. Yeah. That's just one piece of it. <laughs> oh, it's hard mentally on on my my mindset. It's like, that's another piece of it. Oh, it's hard in my relationships, like it's putting a strain on my relationships. That's another part of it. Like it's straining so many different aspects of you all at once. I can see how you could feel that way and have those, those moments, even if maybe you didn't necessarily have like full on postpartum depression and you didn't seek out help. That's, that's fine. Cause like you're doing pretty good now, but I mean, I'll let you speak to that, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you, at least you had a sense of awareness enough to the point where you 
you knew that you were feeling depressed and you were able to like label that and tell your husband at least. Well, because even when we would have friends come over to bring us a meal, I wouldn't even barely see them. I would see them for a few seconds and then go back in the bedroom to feed the baby or just lie down because I was so tired um, and rest and just be in bed. And so I didn't even really get to like hang out with everybody or, you know, visit with them. I was just isolated in the bedroom most of the time. And that was depressing because I just remember thinking like, I can't look at this room another day. (laughs) Yeah. Because I was in the room all day long, every day for while I was healing. And I was just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, I can't, I got to like get out of this house. But I also wasn't ready to leave the house and go anywhere. And so that was, I was just stuck at home. And then on top of it, we had all the fires that were going on around our house. So outside, I couldn't even go outside to enjoy like a nice day on the deck with my son because it was so smoky. We had to have air purifiers in every single room in the house with all the windows shut. I just remember feeling just so unhappy. And I, I, I even said to my husband that I would have felt better if I were able to go outside and sit on the deck and be able to look at the trees. And, but it was so smoky. I couldn't even, couldn't even do that. Couldn't even, and even the house, you could smell a little bit of the smoke, but the air purifiers helped so much, but it was bad for, for a while, like for a long time. Well, yeah. I mean, a big part of mental health is like being outside, not only because of sunshine and vitamin D and the correlation between vitamin D and health, but and mental health specifically, but just there's something refreshing about being able to walk outside and just take a breath of fresh air. And it's almost kind of like a reset. It's like when you've been sitting at a desk for like, if you have a desk job and you, you know, you've been sitting there for like four hours, you've been working and your mind kind of starts to wander and you're losing your focus and you really just need to like switch it up. You know, like you Mm -hmm. need to get up, you need to go outside, you need to walk into a different room. You need to like, go on a walk, like get a glass of water, you know, you just need to change it up. And I mean, I could, I could imagine you were feeling really stir crazy because you were practically like locked inside, like trapped inside your house, you know? And then I was in the bedroom most of the time because I just wanted to lay in bed. And so I was just, yeah, I felt, I felt like I was just trapped in a way. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's depressing, so that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and on top on, of having a baby. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. On top of you already being at high risk to be depressed because you're postpartum. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so oh um, so now you're almost seven months postpartum. Mm-hmm. And how are things going now? Are you, like, thinking about having any more children? Or <laughs> how? what's going on? Uh, no, <laughs> just kidding. Oh yeah. No, I seven months. Yeah. Seven months next week. Wow. That's crazy. On Friday, next Friday. Um, and it's been going really good now. He's sleeping so much better throughout the night and, um, I only get up a few times, but now my body's adjusted to that. So even when I get like only four hours or five hours of sleep, I'm like, wow, like I feel good today (laughs) cause I've just adjusted to it, but he's also sleeping better and it's nice to get get that time. Um, he just started going down and sleeping for like four to five hours straight, which is like amazing. Even though it's, he goes down early and I'm still awake sometimes when he goes down, I need to start going to sleep when he goes to sleep cause he doesn't sleep throughout the night. And, uh, but it's been really good so far. It's been so much better. I feel better. I feel more confident. I, cause at first when I 
had him and I'd go places. I remember being that new mom that he would barely cry if I was in the store and I'd be like, I gotta go. I'd like leave the cart and I'd be like, we're going. Cause I was, I would panic if he started crying. I'd be like, Oh gosh, everyone's looking at me. I just gotta leave. I can't be here. And, uh, he would rarely do that. But, but I remember like even driving in the car, if he would cry a little bit, I would just start to like freak out. Like I need to get where I'm going or I need to pull over right now. And so now we're at the point of, if he cries a little bit, I'm like, eh, he's good. We're, we're just making it home unless he, unless it gets to the point where I have to pull over or something. So it's been a lot better. It's definitely going well. And am I, do I want more kids? Yes, I do. I definitely want more kids, but sometimes I'm like, well, we can just leave it at him. <laughs> I have those moments of like, well, he could just be an only child. It'd be great. But then I have moments of, I do want another one. It'd be cool for him to have a sibling and to have another baby. I don't know if I feel like, I don't, I haven't really thought about, is our family complete? I haven't really thought about that. So, but I do feel complete right now with him and my husband. And, um, and yes, we do want more kids, but we'll, you know, who knows if we will and if that'll happen, you know, but I do know I want to (laughs) wait. I'm like, I want to wait just a little bit longer. Let me get through summer. (laughs) But, you know, and then again, who knows when, you know, I am going to get pregnant again if I do. Yeah. It's a tough question. You know, it's like, do I want to go? At least for me, it was like, do I want to go through all of that again? (laughs) Like, I really need to sit here and there's so many things to consider when, when we're talking about possibly expanding our family going from zero to one is obviously a massive change because you went from a kid free life to now having a child and being fully responsible for this other human. And you know, they say that going from one to two is like not so bad, but then I've also heard people say that it, it is, you know, like Kevin, my husband the other day was at the park with Rayla, our daughter, and he comes back and he's like, yeah, so I was talking to, there, she was like, it was like all dads there. I don't know. It was like all dads. So he was talking to it's some of the dads. dads there. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. And he said that one of the dads is like talking to him and he's like, oh, is that your first? And he's like, yeah. And the other dad had two. And he's like, yeah. He's like, do you want any more? And Kevin's like, yeah, we probably will have one more. He's like, yeah, man you know what they say from going from zero to one and like how that's hard. And he's like, yeah, but, but one to two is not so bad. Right. And he's like, yeah, it, it's, it's worse. It's more than double. <laughs> it's worse. Yeah. That's so. <laughs> so funny. Which is not what I was expecting him to come back and say, I expecting, you know, him to be like, yeah, yeah it's not oh, that yeah, it wasn't so great. bad. Like, you know, you've already done it once <laughs> yes. and how bad can it really be a second time? But yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, that just goes to show that it's just all like, it's so, it's such a unique yeah. experience. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty unanimous that it's, it's just, flat out hard no matter what but I think that the specifics about it are obviously going to be very different and so many things to consider when you are planning for your first or even Mm -hmm. like a second third whatever like financially are you prepared like do you have the space in your home like how is your where where are you at in your career are you able to take another leave like that like Mm -hmm. are you going to have to take a longer leave are you going to afford childcare because it's going to double now do you have support lined up for the postpartum period again like so many things right like there's like a million things to consider but no there's so much to think about and consider and it's just I do I do I've always wanted a big family but yes when I do think about the birth again (laughs) 
like, but do I? <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it, we all go through it and I'm not going to not have a kid because of that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see if we do or not. If you do, or is there anything that you would do differently this time now that you've gone through it once? I would try not to think about the birth part. Like, I feel like I wouldn't, because I've been through it, I wouldn't want to think about the pain because I didn't, before I had my first, I didn't know what to expect. So I kind of would want to go into it not knowing what to expect. And, Except and having, for that you do now because you've been through it. Know, so that's it's why like, it'd be how hard. do you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why it'd be so hard. I would, I would want to read more up on like postpartum. Yeah. For sure. Because I didn't do anything for postpartum. So everything was like, whoa, it hit me hard. Is and there, I was not expecting it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like something that you feel like you would do differently in terms of your own healing or like your breastfeeding experience or like anything like that? Cause it sounds like you had great support lined up. Like you had those friends that were bringing yeah. you food and yeah. you know, you had family that came up and helped you and no, I, I don't, I feel like I would, I would do better with the postpartum like healing part because now I kind of know what to do when it, before I didn't know what to do at all. I would be like, what do I do? Where, where are the pads? What are we, I know. <laughs> I remember I was like, like, I was like, girl, I got you. Come on. Yeah, we're gonna, I had, like, I'm going to show you support. I had so many people say, it's okay. We got you. This is what you do. Here's all this. And I, I, I had so many questions cause I honestly knew nothing. I was like, what is this even for? And you're like, you're going to put this on and you're going to put this pad in here. You're going to squirt this ball. <laughs> I just remember being like, well then what do I do? Like I just yeah. had no idea. And, and so I would, I would want to, to just really focus in on the postpartum part because that was the hardest. Like yeah. you think having the babies the hardest part? No. I mean, at least not for me. And everyone's different, like we say. And uh, for me, aftermath of having the baby was the hardest part. It was just like, I didn't know anything. So I would want to read up more on that, even though now I feel more confident going into that yeah. after having the baby. I kind of know like what to do and what you know feels good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, are there any resources that you want to share with our listeners? Like any books, websites you want to share? Yeah, actually it was one book that you gave me. Uh, was it the hypnobirthing? Yeah. Hypnobirthing. I read, that's the only book I read. Isn't yeah. that sad? I no, that's had so sad. many like books and that's the only one that I read and it was amazing. And it, it really helped me cause I, I tried to like break it down in my head and breathe through. And I was like on a beach and <laughs> yeah, they have nice you know? like breathing exercises, yeah. visual visualizations. Um, so we'll link that in the show notes. And then if anyone wants to reach out to you and connect, is there a place that um, listeners can reach out like social media and email, anything like that? Yeah, they can reach out to, um, I, my, I have an open page on Instagram. It's my photography page, Alexis Craven photos, and they can reach out to me there. Okay. It's, yeah. It's not private and you know, I'm free to answer any questions or talk to anybody. Um, definitely. Awesome. I would love to. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll also link that in the show notes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was so great to have you and talk about your beautiful experience. Thank you. I had fun. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. I appreciate each and every one of your reviews as they help this podcast get more attention and that helps spread the truth about postpartum.